0: Section 7 of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philip Watson. The World Story, Volume 8 Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. Edited by Eva March Tappen. Section 7 the death of balder from the younger edda the beginning of this tale is that balder dreamed dreams great and dangerous to his life when he told these dreams to the Asas gods they took counsel together and it was decided that they should seek peace for balder against all kinds of harm so frigg mother of balder exacted an oath from fire water iron and all kinds of metal stones earth trees sicknesses beasts birds and creeping things that they should not hurt balder when this was done and made known it became the pastime of balder and the Asas that he should stand up at their meetings while some of them should shoot at him others should hew at him while others should throw stones at him but no matter what they did no harm came to him and this seemed to all a great honor When Loki, Laufi's son, saw this, it displeased him very much that Baldr was not scathed. So he went to Frigg in Fensel, having taken on himself the likeness of a woman. Frigg asked this woman whether she knew what the Asas were doing at their meeting. She answered that all were shooting at Baldr, but that he was not scathed thereby. Then said Frigg, Neither weapon nor tree can hurt Baldr. I have taken an oath from them all. Then asked the woman, have all things taken an oath to spare Balder? Frigg answered, West of Alhalla there grows a little shrub that is called the mistletoe. That seemed to me too young to exact an oath from. Then the woman suddenly disappeared. Loki went and pulled up the mistletoe and proceeded to the meeting. Hoder stood far to one side in the ring of men because he was blind. Loki addressed himself to him and asked, Why do you not shoot at Balder? he answered because i do not see where he is and furthermore i have no weapons then said loki do like the others and show honour to balder i will show you where he stands shoot at him with this wand hodor took the mistletoe and shot at balder under the guidance of loki the dart pierced him and he fell dead to the ground this is the greatest misfortune that has ever happened to gods and men when Baldr had fallen, the Asas were struck speechless with horror, and their hands failed them to lay hold of the corpse. One looked at the other, and all were of one mind toward him who had done the deed. But being assembled in a holy peace stead, no one could take vengeance. When the Asas at length tried to speak, the wailing so choked their voices that one could not describe to the other his sorrow. Odin took this misfortune most to heart since he best comprehended how great a loss and injury the fall of balder was to the Asas, when the gods came to their senses frigg spoke and asked who there might be among the Asas who desired to win all her love and goodwill by riding the way to hell and trying to find balder and offering hell a ransom if she would allow balder to return home again to asgard but he is called hermod the nimble Odin's swain who undertook this journey? Odin's steed Sleipnir was led forth. Hermod mounted him and galloped away. The Asas took the corpse of Baldr and brought it to the seashore. Ringhorn was the name of Balder's ship, and it was the largest of all ships. The gods wanted to launch it and make Balder's balefire thereon, but they could not move it. Then they sent to Jotunheim after the giantess whose name is Harokin, she came riding on a wolf and had twisted serpents for reins when she alighted odin appointed four berserks to take care of her steed but they were unable to hold him except by throwing him down to the ground hyrokin went to the prow and launched the ship with one single push but the motion was so violent that fire sprang from the underlaid rollers and all the earth shook then thor became wroth grasped his hammer and would forthwith have crushed her skull had not all the gods asked peace for her baldr's corpse was borne out on the ship and when his wife nana daughter of nep saw this her heart was broken with grief and she died she was borne to the funeral pile and cast on the fire thor stood by and hallowed the pile with mjolnir before his feet ran a dwarf whose name is lit him thor kicked with his foot and dashed into the fire and he too was burned. But this funeral pile was attended by many kinds of folk. First of all came Odin, accompanied by Frigg and the Valkyries and his ravens. Frey came riding in his chariot, drawn by the boar called Gulenbruste or Slidrugtane. Heimdal rode his steed Gultop, and Freya drove her cats. There was a large number of frost giants and mountain giants, odin laid on the funeral pile his gold ring draupner which had the property of producing every ninth night eight gold rings of equal weight baldur's horse fully caparisoned was led to his master's pile but of hermod it is to be told that he rode nine nights through deep and dark valleys and did not see light until he came to the gjallar river and rode on the gjallar bridge which is thatched with shining gold Moldgud is the name of the man who guards the bridge she asked him for his name and of what kin he was saying that the day before there rode five phyalkis, kingdoms bands of dead men over the bridge but she added it does not shake less under you alone and you do not have the hue of dead men why do you ride the way to hell he answered i am to ride to hell to find balder have you seen him pass this way she answered that balder had ridden over the gyalar bridge adding but downward and northward lies the way to hell." then hermod rode on till he came to hel's gate he alighted from his horse drew the girths tighter remounted him clapped the spurs into him and the horse leaped over the gate with so much force that he never touched it thereupon hermod proceeded to the hall and alighted from his steed he went in and saw there sitting on the foremost seat his brother balder he tarried there overnight in the morning he asked hel whether balder might ride home with him and told how great weeping there was among the Asas. but hel replied that it should now be tried whether balder was so much beloved as was said if all things said she both quick and dead will weep for him then he shall go back to the Asas. but if anything refuses to shed tears then he shall remain with Hell. Hermod arose, and Baldur accompanied him out of the hall. He took the ring Draupner and sent it as a keepsake to Odin. Nanna sent Frigg a kerchief and other gifts, and to Fulla she sent a ring. Thereupon Hermod rode back and came to Asgard, where he reported the tidings he had seen and heard. Then the Asas sent messengers all over the world, praying that Baldr might be wept out of hell's power. All things did so, men and beasts, the earth, stones, trees, and all metals, just as you must have seen that these things weep when they come out of frost and into heat. When the messengers returned home and had done their errand well, they found a certain cave wherein sat a giantist whose name was Thok they requested her to weep balder from hell but she answered thok will weep with dry tears for balder's burial neither in life nor in death gave he to me gladness let hell keep what she has it is generally believed that this thok was loki laufi's son who has wrought most evil among the Asas. he was repaid for this in a way that he will long remember the gods became exceedingly wroth as might be expected so he ran away and hid himself in a rock here he built a house with four doors so that he might keep an outlook on all sides oftentimes in the daytime he took on him the likeness of a salmon and concealed himself in franinger force then he thought to himself what stratagems the Asas might have recourse to in order to catch him now as he was sitting in his house he took flax and yarn and worked them into meshes in the manner that nets have since been made but a fire was burning before him then he saw that the Asas were not far distant odin had been seen from Hlidskjalf, where loki kept himself loki immediately sprang up cast the net on the fire and leaped into the river when the Asas came to the house he entered first who was wisest of them all and whose name was Kvasser. and when he saw in the fire the ashes of the net that had been burned he understood that this must be a contrivance for catching fish and this he told to the Asas. Thereupon they took flax and made themselves a net after the pattern of that which they saw in the ashes and which Loki had made. When the net was made, the Asas went to the river and cast it into the forest. Thor held one end of the net, and all the other Asas laid hold of the other, thus jointly drawing it along the stream. Loki went before it and laid himself down between two stones, so that they drew the net over him although they perceived that some living thing touched the meshes they went up to the force again and cast out the net a second time this time they hung a great weight to it making it so heavy that nothing could possibly pass under it loki swam before the net and when he saw that he was near the sea he sprang over the top of the net and hastened back to the force when the asses saw whither he went they proceeded up to the force dividing themselves into two bands but thor waded in the middle of the stream and so they dragged the net along to the sea loki saw that he now had only two chances of escape either to risk his life and swim out to sea or to leap again over the net he chose the latter and made a tremendous leap over the top line of the net thor grasped after him and caught him but he slipped in his hand so that thor did not get a firm hold before he got to the tail And that is the reason why the salmon has so slim a tail. Now Loki was taken without truce and was brought to a cave. The gods took three rocks and set them up on edge and bored a hole through each rock. Then they took Loki's sons, Vale and Nare or Narfe. Vale they changed into the likeness of a wolf, whereupon he tore his brother Narfe to pieces, with whose intestines the Asas bound Loki over the three rocks one stood under his shoulders another under his loins and the third under his hams and the fetters became iron skade took a serpent and fastened up over him so that the venom should drop from the serpent into his face but Sigin, his wife stands by him and holds a dish under the venom drops whenever the dish becomes full she goes and pours away the venom and meanwhile the venom drops upon loki's face then he twists his body so violently that the whole earth shakes and this you call earthquakes there he will lie bound until ragnarok end of section 7 this recording is in the public domain